Welcome, I am Crystal Grafton Combs, and this is Coffee Talk with Crystal. This week's question is, can you walk us through an executive board meeting? To be honest, I was very surprised to receive this question simply because no one has ever asked me anything like it before. To answer it, I thought it would be interesting to walk through an in-person executive board meeting since we just hosted our first one of the 2019-2021 biennium in August. So now, I will present to you an executive board meeting deconstructed. To provide a little context, this particular meeting is one of a series of meetings that began on Wednesday with an orientation day for our new executive board members and ended with our tri-board meeting on Saturday. Once this orientation was complete and all of our executive board members had arrived in Nashville, we met for dinner at a restaurant local to Franklin, Tennessee, just down the road from AOPI's international headquarters. And that was Wednesday. Thursday began with a joint meeting between our executive board and our staff leadership team. Among other things, we talked about our wins and dreams and where AOPI is going from here, particularly now that we have reframed our future within the Carver method of policy governance and our new ends. After this meeting and following lunch, our board members spent the afternoon working with power tools and paint, team building, and getting to know one another while we built real things like ladders and serving platters. It really was a great opportunity for us to connect with one another on a more personal level before meeting around a boardroom table. Friday was our first official executive board meeting of the week, and it was a marathon of a meeting. We met for 12 hours, and because we are together for face-to-face meetings only a few times each year, we really like to take advantage of that time. Although, when we continue to push back dinner reservations every hour, we may create a little chaos for those planning the logistics of the week. Apologies were made. When we are in Nashville, we do hold our meetings at International Headquarters in a small boardroom just off the foyer when you walk into the building. It's just large enough for all of us together with our staff partners, to fit around the table with our laptops, binders, pens, highlighters, and of course, our snacks. We have developed quite a fondness for Dove chocolates, Garrett's popcorn, a treat from Chicago, C's candy from the West Coast, and Taffy from the Jersey Shore, just to name a few. Our meetings begin with ritual, in much the same way that traditional chapter meetings do. Then we take our seats and the work of the day begins. For us, that work follows an agenda. For most meetings, our agenda begins with the call to order, the adoption of our consent agenda, which includes the approval of our meeting minutes and financial reports, the declaration of any conflicts of interest that may arise, and a required approvals agenda, which includes items such as consideration of any early alumnus status appeals request. The next item on our agenda is entitled Information Requested by the Board. This section began with a recap of my meeting as international president with our professional staff when I visited headquarters in July for ELC training. From there, we discussed how to properly manage our executive board expenses and personal charge logs, 
And because this particular topic was facilitated by Jackie Lynch, our controller at headquarters, who is also the keeper of badges that have been returned, usually because we have lost a sister and her family has returned her badge to AOPI, we were able to look through these badges for sale during our morning break. I had just shared the story of how I had gifted my personal Rubier badge to my collegiate chapter of initiation when their traveling president's badge was lost, when I came across a beautiful Rubier badge that had been returned to our fraternity. It was simply meant to be. Following our break, we continued our work with an update from our legal counsel. From there, we prepared for a policy review. Under the Carver method of policy governance, the executive board is charged with three primary responsibilities. To create policies within which the organization will move forward, reviewing these policies on a biennial schedule to ensure that they remain relevant and appropriate. To monitor the results of this work that is completed within this policy set, which is done through reports submitted from our staff to the executive board, and to create and sustain a connection with our members. Because we are just kicking off the work of this biennium, we will begin reviewing our monitoring reports in the coming weeks, but the review of our policy set has now begun. This review included policies E through E5 that talk about our ends, the ultimate goals of our fraternity, and EL9, which talks about communication and support to the executive board. We also reviewed the schedule outlined in GP3 and made changes based on what we have learned since first approving the policy set this past spring. For those who may not know, the policy set is available on our website, so our members can read through them, see the schedules of review, and better understand the four types of policies that make up our policy set. Following the policy review, our conversation took a different turn as we reviewed how special appointments are made for international convention each biennium and discussed the timeline around resolutions. Next up was a discussion about the FSPAC, the Fraternity and Sorority Political Action Committee, and the FSAF, the Fraternity and Sorority Action Fund. This conversation focused on the importance of the FSPAC and Action Fund initiatives, such as support for the Stand Up to Harvard campaign and various other legislative initiatives on Capitol Hill. After a lunch break, we moved into our committee conversations. The executive board has three committees, governance and board development, finance and audit, and membership connection. Among other things, these conversations included an extensive review of suggested revisions to our book of policies and standing rules, the development of our membership connection plan, and a review of our board development and board self-evaluation plans. From there, we talked about the vision of our fraternity, the impact of our brand, and what the words inspire ambition mean to our members and our peers, particularly when partnered with the object of our fraternity. We continued our meeting discussing the three task forces that were created at International Convention and making related appointments. The next topics included conversations around our international standing committees. AOPI has four international standing committees, CERC, HRC, Panhellenix, and RTNJ. These conversations included recommendations from the various committees about the makeup of their committees moving forward, 
such as how many members is ideal for the work that is being done, as well as any request by these committees that may require executive board approval. To wrap up the day's meeting, we confirmed next steps in our own self-evaluation, per the policy set, and made plans for the next meeting, which is our monthly conference call. We adjourned for the day and enjoyed a late dinner before joining our Tri-Board sisters for the last meeting of the week on Saturday. That too was a wonderful day of collaboration, goal sharing, and sisterhood. Sometimes being a member of the executive board is not what some would call glamorous, although we did have our photo taken while at headquarters, but it is an experience like none other I have ever enjoyed. I love that our executive board brings to the table nine women from seven different chapters in partnership with our executive director, our legal counsel, and a staff director, bringing three more viewpoints to the conversation. I am honored for the opportunity to lead and serve alongside these women for the purpose of inspiring ambition in our members now and in the future. After all, it may very well be true that someone listening to this podcast now may be seated around the same boardroom table next biennium. That's all for today. If you have a question, email me at coffeetalkama at icloud.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.